Welcome into the J and B Weekly Wrap Up. I'm Bobby Line. Alongside me is my partner in crime, Jackson Schroeder. How's it going, everybody? Good to be back. This is the last week before finals. This is our final week, excuse me. After this, it is winter break for us, so we're going to be off for about one month. We're going to come back just in time for the NFL wrapping up. We'll dive into some hockey NBA then, but this week's episode is all college football. This is our special edition of college football. Jackson and I are going to talk about pretty much all the bowl games, uh, who are, are our favorites for every bowl game, and then we're going to talk about the Final Four. We'll discuss that right now, actually, as we dive into the last ranking of the college Final Four. Last week in the championship games, pretty much everything played out. Uh, the Big Ten championship game really didn't end up mattering because on Friday night, Washington uh, Huskies ended up beating up on Colorado pretty bad. And they got that four seed. So as it stands right now, it's Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Ohio State 3, and the Washington Huskies at 4. Jackson, talk to me. Do you agree with this Final Four? Okay, well, yes, I I agree with it in a logistic standpoint. Um, These teams were – they did the best job with the schedule that they were given. And that's all that they pretty much are. I mean, the Washington, I don't think that they're one of the four best teams in the country. I don't think Clemson's one of the four best teams in the country either. But what are you going to do? You give them this schedule, and they win their their uh, conference championships, and they only have one loss. So it would be technically unfair, I understand that, to put a Penn State or a USC in there, even though I do think if they played in a head-to-head matchup, then... Um, Washington and Clemson, they both would lose. So it definitely came down to the 4-5 and five seed. Penn State was on the outside looking in. Penn State has two losses. They're 11-2, and two, and Washington is 12-1. and one. Now, Jackson, the only loss a non-conference schedule that Penn State had was to Pittsburgh. If they would have played a Portland State because they play Rutgers in the regular season or an Idaho instead of a Pittsburgh, and they're both – 12 and 1 heading into now the bowl games would you have Penn State in over Washington uh well this this is interesting cuz in this in that standpoint you've got to put in um, Penn State over Ohio State, I think, because you've got Ohio State and Penn State with identical, in that circumstance, you've got Ohio State and Penn State with identical records. They're both going to, they both only have one loss and you've got Penn State beating Ohio State in that head-to-head matchup and Penn State has a conference championship. You can't put the Buckeyes in over uh, the Nittany, Nittany Lions there, but Yes, I think that Penn State is a better team than Washington. And if they only had one loss, then if if the committee was basing their all their opinions on which teams were the best, then obviously you would have Penn State in there. But I don't think that's fair. You've got Washington with the conference championship right there. I'm going to go against you just because the fact is the Big Ten East Conference this year was by far the best conference of all college football. best division of all college football. You had Ohio State. Michigan and Penn State. That is three, five, and six, all in the same division, fighting for one spot to come out. If they both were eleven and one, or Penn State now twelve and one, going to the bowl games, you still knock out Washington because Washington, in my opinion, is not one of the four best teams. Yes, the record might say that, but their non-conference was the second worst non-conference schedule this year. When you play Portland State, Rutgers, and Iowa, you're not helping your cause with beating them up because there's there's still nobodies. They're they're the worst teams in every single thing there, and you're playing a, an FB, or FCS school that's not doesn't even mean anything with uh, Portland State. In my opinion, the four best teams should have been Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and then obviously Penn State because they won the Big Ten. If Wisconsin would have won, it would have been tough putting them in over Michigan because Michigan beat them up. But having the Big Ten championship 
this much later in the season after Michigan wiped Penn State clean earlier this season. I still think Penn State is the most improved team. And then next year it's going to it's going to be so hard for them because Penn State has such a a unique schedule. They're they're bringing back everyone. They're going to be so loaded next year, but they have to travel to Columbus and play Ohio State. I think they don't want to talk up so much this year because if they don't win the Big 10 East next year, they're going to they're going to not I mean, they've been saying like, "Oh, they deserve to be in over Ohio State because they beat them." But it could be the same scenario as it this year. I think next year we could see two Big Ten East schools coming out and being in the Final Four if Penn State's only lost at Ohio State in October. See, this is interesting, though, because everyone is so quick to take out Clemson. I mean, excuse me, Washington and not Clemson. I think the ACC is overrated. I think everyone was high on the ACC at the beginning of the season, some even putting them over the SEC them and the Big Ten is the two best. And if you look at this conference, they're not good. They don't have any defense. You've got Virginia Tech in there playing for a conference championship, and Clemson doesn't handle them. Um, Clemson doesn't have a defense to be in this in this uh, national in, in, in the Final Four if you're going based off the four best teams. I think that everyone's so quick to take Washington out, but you've got Clemson sitting there at number two. I don't really understand that. I think the ACC is going to get beat up in the bowl season. The problem, though, with the ACC is is last year Clemson went to the national championship and went toe-to-toe with Alabama. The same thing could happen this year with Ohio State, and if they beat Ohio State, Clemson, that is, and go play Alabama in the national championship, they got the offense for it. They can go put up points with, 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 with that will on any team they can. Yes, they have no defense, but – they're kind of like the Big 12 as in like, okay, our offense is going to put up more points than your offense can. But Clemson players are a lot bigger than the Washington players. So they can take the hits that Alabama and Ohio State can hand, that gives them to them even uh, late this late in the year. So I'm looking at it as, and yes, I'm not. I'm definitely agreeing with you that the ACC is a little overrated. But Clemson has been there every single year the last couple years and has been a top-notch program. You give them a chance. Washington, on the other hand, is coming out of nowhere. And I'm not saying just because they're coming out of nowhere they don't get, deserve a shot. I'm just looking at it for the Pac-12 standpoint. They're going to get embarrassed. And this is going to be the first time they've had a team in the Final Four since Oregon went to the National Championship and got killed by Ohio State. I mean, that wasn't even a game in the fourth quarter because, yes, Cardell Jones stepped up and turned over the ball. But if there was no turnovers, the game could have been 60-10. to 10. So I'm looking at it for the Pac-12 standpoint. Colorado was a good team this year, came out of the blue. They're now 10-3 and three going to the bowl game. But I'm, I'm, I'm worried for the Pac-12. I don't think they're anywhere close to being a Big Ten team or an SEC team, and I guess we'll find out uh, New, Year's De- New Year's Eve. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that I do agree that Washington will get beat up, but I think they're the same sort of deal as Clemson. In So here it is. Clemson, you hear that name every single – you hear that name. That's is it, cemented in college football fans' brains as one of the best programs ever. And, yeah – Clemson did deserve to be in that position last year. I really do think so. But the kind of numbers that they've put up this year, they beat Troy, a Sunbelt team, by six points in their second game. But Troy, they was didn't ra- bl- Troy was ranked one point of the year. Yeah, late in the season, and now they've got three losses. Uh, they lost to Pitt. They've got some impressive wins, but they only beat Florida State by three. They're playing close games. Uh, I don't know. They only beat oh, Virginia Tech by a touchdown. And Virginia Tech, no one expected them to be in the uh, in the ACC championship. I, I don't know. I think that Clemson is overrated this season. Answers w- will be, I guess questions will be answered New Year's Eve. That is, again, December 31st. If you have New Year's Eve plans for parties and stuff like that, cancel them. There should be a great game on late. I think the Clemson-Ohio State game will be the game of the night. We could talk about that right now. 
Do you have Alabama blowing out Washington? I've got I've got Alabama blowing out Washington 100%. I I've got them blowing out Washington, playing Ohio State in a tight game, but I think Alabama is a more complete, better version than Ohio State, and I think Alabama will beat Ohio State by a touchdown, maybe a touchdown and a field goal. Okay, I'm going to agree with you. I think Alabama beats Washington 56 to maybe 10. I'll give a touchdown to Washington. Uh, it's going to be a tough, long game. Uh, if Washington can compete, though, I mean, hands off to them. Again, Alabama has not played in a very competitive game. You can say the LSU game earlier in November when it was 10 nothing. But LSU never scored or even was a threat to score a touchdown. And Alabama could overlook this game because everyone else is. Everyone just is uh, is guaranteeing this a win for Alabama. I think they're too good to overlook this game because even if they figure out at halftime uh, that they are only up by three or maybe they're down by a touchdown or so, um, they're, they're going to get back in it. They've got a mentality and a, and a physicality and a, and a true ability just to uh, get back into the game. I don't think it's I don't think it's that possible for them to lose overlooking them. I'm ready to see what Jalen Hurst can do in prime time on the a national stage, not against an SEC opponent. Uh, I know he shined against USC very early on, but USC again has changed tremendously since Week One, and then. Going to the night game, Ohio State and Clemson, uh, rematch of a couple years ago when Urban froze his first bowl game after leading the Buckeyes to the first year when the they Orange went 12-0. and Yeah, it was the Orange Bowl. Everyone was talking about how bad Clemson beat up on them, even though the reality of the score was 40-35. to Braxton Miller's last game playing as a starting quarterback for Ohio State. He injured his shoulder, and then the mayhem happened the next year. I think Ohio State and Urban Meyer are ready for some payback. I mean, I know a lot of these, none of these guys were on the team, and this is such a, a star-studded lineup and such a young lineup for Ohio State. I think the defense is going to really, really get a, get a test on this great offense for Clemson. I don't think the Clemson defense, though, can stop Ohio State. I hope Ohio State's offense a playbook can open up. I know they're off an extra week because they didn't play in the conference championship game while Clemson did, and they played Virginia Tech, which was an awesome game. But I do think Ohio State, at the end of the day, will win – probably in the range of like a 35 to 42 and then they'll, they'll, they'll hold Clemson to probably around 21 three touchdowns so uh, I can see I can see it being anywhere from there oh I agree if, if uh, it's an Alabama um, Ohio State uh, final who do you have I'm not gonna talk about that I want Ohio State to get the job done against Clemson not looking forward just like what Urban Meyer would say we got Clemson right now <laughs> all right we can talk about that after break now looking at the rest of the bowl games we'll dive in uh, a little bit later on to the BCS bowl games, the uh, other New Year's bowl games that are huge. But looking at the other bowl games, who are you looking most forward to, Jackson Schroeder? Uh, well, I'm always intrigued in those um, Big Ten SEC matchups. Uh, so, so you uh, and I mean I, I like the uh, the Citrus Bowl too. Um, Nebraska Tennessee in the Music City Bowl. That's going to be a big game. That's re- that's two middle of the road. Um, uh, SEC team in Tennessee and the Big Ten team in Nebraska, and I think that would really speak towards how good the conference is. Tennessee's really streaky, so they're interesting. If they show up and play like they have the ability to, then they will definitely win this handily, but they could slip up like they have a lot uh, recently. Um, but I, I think this is, that game, the Music City Bowl, will be a good indicator to if the Big Ten is better than the uh, SEC now, if they're about in the middle, or if the SEC still, still has an edge on the Big Ten. The bowl games this year are very unique, people. The Big Ten did so well in the regular season that they were granted not, not only Ohio State in the Final Four, they've got Penn State in the Rose Bowl, they've got Wisconsin in the Cotton Bowl. 
and they also have Michigan and the Orange Bowl. So out of all the bowl games, they've got their top four in the best bowl games possible. So that leaves very little room, I guess you could say, meat on the bone for the rest of the Big Ten teams playing top-notch schools, I guess you could say, coming out of the SEC like they normally will see uh, closer to New Year's and New Year's Eve. But the problem is the bowl games this year aren't that good. And I'm, I'm very disappointed in everything. Just the Football was not up to par this year. A lot of me- mediocre teams coming out of everywhere. I'm ready to see what the SEC can do. There was just such mediocrity in the SEC that into coming into next year in the 2017 season, there are going to be a lot of coaches on the hot seat. We've already seen uh, some coaching changes. Uh, right after we left our last week's episode, Mark Helfrich was fired from Oregon. Oregon's not even in a bowl game this year. Uh, one bowl game, though, I am excited to see. Um, we got, I mean, like you said, though, coming out, I want to see the Minnesota-Washington State game. This is going to be the National Funding Holiday Bowl. First off, the naming of the bowl games are ridiculous nowadays. That is uh, going to be, let's see what date this is. It's going to be December 27th. That's a Tuesday. Minnesota is one of the best teams coming out of the West this year. Obviously, they're not the top with Wisconsin or Nebraska, but they were right there powering. And Washington State was the number two team out of the Pac-12. I want to see how good the Pac-12 is against the rest of the nation. Obviously, they have a weaker non-conference schedule. We'll see how that goes. And then, obviously, like you said, that that Nebraska game later on when they play Tennessee, Butch Jones could be on the hot seat big time coming into next year. Uh, Nebraska, if they have uh, Armstrong as a quarterback, I don't see them losing. I want to see the SEC go down. I'm ready for the Big Ten to take over as that best conference reign, as you guys had the last probably 10-plus years. Uh, Yeah, I I guess uh, Big Ten fans would be ready to see that. But I don't know. How quickly we're going to see that? I wish, like you said, I wish there were more Big Ten SEC matchups, but um, we'll see. I, the, the thing with the Big Ten this year is they've got the very top tier teams in college football, but they also have terrible teams. You've got Rutgers in Illinois, and a and and a lot of Big Ten teams losing to not Power Five uh, conference schools. I mean. It's it's just hard to it's really hard to determine. I mean, the that's why I said the only true middle of the road, upper tier bowl game uh, team that the Big Ten has is Nebraska. So that's really the only indicator, and that's and that's hard because Tennessee's so streaky too. Well, the one game on January second that is the Outback Bowl in Tampa, Florida. This is gonna be at Raymond James Stadium, the site where the national or the college national football championship will be at. Uh, Florida plays Iowa. That game might be six to three. That's going to be some hard-nosed defense there with uh, Muschamp with his uh, Florida defense, and then obviously you got Iowa, and they were locking down uh, the Michigan Wolverines later on in November. It was going to be a low-scoring game. I can see that being six to three. Well, yeah, that's Muschamp's class, but he's now at uh, South Carolina. South, yeah, whoops. Um, but but yeah, that could be a that'll be an interesting game. I completely forgot about that one. Uh, Florida's ranked 17th. I don't know why they're still hanging around there. They shouldn't be ranked 17th. I think Florida's going to win that game, but I don't think it'll be big. I don't. Th- I think Florida's very overrated. Their defense is good, but that's just about it. All right, let's go. Let's dive into the BCS bowl games and the the, the New Year's Six. Uh, let's look at the Cotton Bowl lineup here. We got number 15, the last undefeated team out of the Power Five conferences, the Western Michigan Broncos. PJ Fleck, the quarter or coach, excuse me. They beat. Ohio Bobcats, our Ohio Bobcats, in the MAC championship on that Friday just a week ago. The Bobcats played them very tough, good defense. Wisconsin's got a better defense than Ohio does. Oh, yeah. What's the score going to be like? Can you see a Cinderella team in Western Michigan pulling off a huge upset? 
No, uh, Wisconsin's too proud. You know, they're, they were a great team this year, and the fact that they have three losses just is because they've played three great teams. They've got a loss to Michigan, a loss to Ohio State, and a loss to Penn State. Those are their three losses. Are you kidding me? They've played the hardest schedule in college football, without a doubt. And uh, Western Michigan did not play that hard of a schedule. But uh, they're 13-0. and you got to give them credit there. It's hard to go undefeated. Um, Wisconsin's going to try to take they're going to be they're going to be proud and they're not and they're not going to let a western michigan non-power 5 conference uh school even hang around with them. I think that every time we see this, we saw this a few years ago when Georgia played Hawaii in the uh in the uh um Sugar Bowl and Georgia absolutely demolished Hawaii. We see this year after year with the exception of maybe a uh, Boise State or TCU, but TCU's in the Power Five now, so they they don't even count. Um, I think Wisconsin's going to handle Western Michigan. I think maybe they'll stick around for the first quarter. Wisconsin's not great on offense; they mainly are better on defense. Uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm picking like a let's say 35 to 10. If Western Michigan was playing a school outside the Big Ten, I would be all on board for the Broncos to win. Wisconsin, though has my heart in the Big Ten just because their defense. They play such good Big Ten football. Uh, the defense got worn down by that Penn State Nitty Lions uh, on a great Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis last Saturday. I see Wisconsin, just because their offense isn't the best, I could see it being a low-scoring game early on because Western Michigan's going to come out all heart and soul with P.J. Fleck. And I could even see P.J. Fleck staying for next year because he's got all his recruits and there's not that many great job op- openings moving forward. So, I mean, I could see this game as a final, maybe 28-14, to 14, but it going into halftime, maybe a tie ball game or, or 14-7 in favor of Wisconsin. It matters how the quarterback plays. Can, can Hornybrook come back healthy and lead this Wisconsin batter's offense? And can the Western Michigan offense move this ball on the Wisconsin defense? I mean, they've got some great receivers. Corey Davis is a huge receiver for Western Michigan uh, I'm excited though. I want to see this game. I know it's early on on, on that New Year's, uh, excuse me, Monday, January second after New Year's Day, um, but I think Badger wins that game. Moving forward to the Rose Bowl, the prettiest site in Pasadena, California. Right when that sun starts setting there in California, as everyone's bitter cold up in the Northeast, usually watching that game. Penn State Nitty Lions going to the backyard of the USC Trojans, the two hottest team I think in college football right now. Started slow but came out. At the very end, just hotter than anything. USC was a game outside of making that Pac-12 championship and maybe even sliding up bowl games. But they're in the Rose Bowl playing Penn State. Penn State wishes they were in the Final Four. I think Penn State is going to be playing for a lot of pride in this game, trying to show the committee they deserve to be that four seed instead of Washington. I agree, and I think that might be the only thing that uh, makes Penn State beat USC. I think USC is the hottest team in college football right now. But they still are the same. They aren't the same team, but they're still a lot of the same players that lost to Alabama early on in the season, 52-6. to Penn State has too much pride. They think that they should have been in the, power four, in, the, in the Final Four, and some agree with them. And USC, they are just proud of where they've come, and they, and they want to keep their streak going, and they want to prove that they are a great team. But there was never really a shot for them to get into the Final Four, so they, aren't, they don't have that bitterness uh, that they carry on their backs going into this game. I think Penn State will win this game, but this is gonna. This is the most. This game I am the most excited for. Uh, even even uh, even out of the uh, college football playoff games right now. I mean, Ohio State Alabama national championship would be great, but 
Penn State USC. This is going to be a great game. I, I cannot wait for this. Um, it's it's going to be tight. I could see it going either way, but it's going to be tight. There's going to be a lot of emotion, a lot of pride. I think Penn State will probably edge them late in the game. Yeah, this offense of this game is going to be huge. I think the USC offense is finally getting things rolling. And the Penn State offense, Trace McSorley, hats off to you. I was so envious of watching him throw the ball downfield. Just so many good targets they've got. I mean, they got Chris Goodwin, who's unbelievable. Unbelievable, excuse me. Mike Jacecki, big 88. He is just a prototypical big white tight end receiver they have at Penn State like they've had in the past. They got Saquon Barkley coming out of the backfield. He's got 1,300 rushing yards, and the kid can catch the ball. So I'm excited to see Penn State hopefully show up and, and, and represent the Big Ten well. I could see it being like a 31-28 ball game. I mean, it could come down to la- who has the ball last. Uh, two historic programs going at it in the Rose Bowl. U- USC's been pretty much the Rose Bowl every single year, it seems like. Not in the last couple years, but growing up, it seemed like every year with Reggie Bush and Liner and Carson Palmer. But hopefully USC comes back next year and represents the Pac-12 strong, and it, it should be a barn burner down, uh, down in Pasadena, L.A., California. The last one we got here. We've got the uh, Sugar Bowl. We got the number fourteen Auburn Tigers at eight and four. What is wrong with your SEC this year? That's your second best team coming out against the number seven Oklahoma Sooners, ten and two. The only two losses the Sooners had were very early on. They lost to Houston and Ohio State. Obviously, Houston fell off the map late, and then Ohio State just stayed hot. I think Oklahoma winning that uh, Big Twelve outright championship, even though there wasn't a championship game, it was them and Oklahoma State going head to head. They got the uh, they were the only undefeated team left that in the year gave Ohio State that edge to get into the Final Four. This game should be very interesting with the Big 12 SEC rivalry. Who do you have in this one? Well, this game's interesting, and there is a lot. I I agree that there that Auburn should not have made uh, should not have made it to this game. But in their defense, if you look at the four losses that they had, their first loss was by six points to Clemson. Then they lost to Texas A&M, who, who was very hot early in the season, and, um, and, and they, they didn't fall off until they were, it became injury-struck. And then they lost to a streaky Georgia team who has the potential to be a great team, but Jacob Eason's a f- true freshman quarterback, and this just wasn't their year. They only lost that 13-7, to and then they got blown out in the Iron Bowl against Alabama 30-12, to but who isn't getting blown out against Alabama? Um... Yeah, this will be interesting. I think that Oklahoma is the more complete team. Auburn wasn't supposed to be great this year, and they aren't great, but um, they they found their way to to this to this matchup. I think Oklahoma will probably win this game. It'll be uh, it'll be high scoring. It'll be high scoring, but it'll be a lot tighter than people think. Um, I, I I think Oklahoma will end up. Just scoring the last touchdown, really. It's it's hard to say because the SEC West still is a great conference, and they beat up on each other. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I but I do have Oklahoma winning this game, maybe on a last touchdown. All right, and now before New Year's, we actually skipped over a couple bowl games here. We got the December thirtieth. That is the Citrus, or excuse me, the Orange Bowl. We have the number six Michigan Wolverines against the number eleven Florida State Seminoles. This is the third best Big Ten team versus the third best ACC team. Seminoles starting out hot, end up cooling off in the middle, and then ending the season pretty hot, beating up on the Florida Gators. Uh, they didn't obviously play in the ACC championship game. Michigan Wolverines started out hot. I mean, they were loved by every single voter. Lost to Iowa, lost to Ohio State. 
but I think they thought they were the one of the top four best teams just because of how good and how loaded senior class they have. They have 43 seniors on this team. They're all 21, 22-year-olds. That's some men coming out of Michigan this year and going to be all in the all in the draft, especially Jabril Peppers, who's going to be in New York for the Heisman uh, race. I don't think he'll win, but he's going to be representing Michigan Wolverines there. Who do you have between the Seminoles and Wolverines? This one's easy. I've got I've got uh, the Wolverines in this. I was surprised to see um, I was surprised to see Penn State jump them a uh, spot. It's only a spot, uh, but that sort. That, I mean. That that was interesting. I, I think Michigan is possibly still the best team in the Big Ten. I think that if they play Ohio State ten times, they would win the majority of those games. If you watch that game going back, Michigan deserved to win that game, especially on the road. Um, it's hard. I think Michigan is a more complete, a better team. They're going to send their seniors out right, and Florida State just isn't that great. They've lost. I mean, they've lost to Clemson, which was that was a big game, but they were blown out by a. Louisville team that became more than disappointing as the season went on. They they lost to North Carolina, who who fell off. Uh, it was very streaky this year. They, they they just could lose to anyone. They've got some good playmakers and Dalvin Cook, um, but Michigan's going to beat up on Florida State. I think they'll I think they'll win by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, I, two t- I might go three or four. This senior class wants to go out with the win. They did not beat Ohio State. Never. No one on this team has ever beaten Ohio State team. They are very disappointed how the season ended. I know for sure they thought if they would have beaten even Iowa and have been 11-1 and at the end of the year, them and Ohio State would have been battling for another for a spot there in that Final Four. They have two losses. Still, the committee has yet to put in a two-loss team in that Final Four. Um, this would have been the year, though, especially out of the Big Ten, how tough it is. Uh, they're, they're losing a lot of people, like I said. I think Michigan blows this game open early on, and I think Harbaugh puts it on and, and tries to get – Every senior uh, the ball or that can get the ball, get the ball to uh, pad their stats, to go out victorious and uh, hail to the victors. I think the Michigan Wolverines win this game 42, maybe to 14. I think uh, Florida State's offense could shut down big time. And then the last final four, I guess not final four game, the last BCS game is the Citrus Bowl. The LSU Tigers, Coach O finally getting hired. Good for him. Coach Orgeron being an unbelievable fit for down there he's actually from the louisiana uh, bayou area they're seven and four they're ranked 20th in the nation and the louisville cardinals are ranked 13th again started out about as hot as they, they had the best college football player in the country on their team in lamar jackson started out super hot cooled off late nine and three 13th in the nation who wins this game because this game actually is going to be amazing because i don't think let me you'll have the lamar jackson the heisman trophy winner and then you have uh leonard fournette who's already said he's gone. This will be his last game under an LSU jersey. He's always been in the Heisman talks the last couple years against the Heisman Trophy winner, new coach at LSU. It's going to be a lot of storylines in this one. Well, that's right. I mean, Leonard Fournette is still a one of the best players in college football in my eyes. He just faced some injuries this season and some disappointing games early on. Um, LSU's a very interesting team. They play good teams. They play... Um, they they play just like the teams that they're playing, if that makes any sense. They they played Alabama, and it was a low-scoring defensive game. They only lost by ten. They played Florida, which is a defensive team, and they and they and they lost sixteen to ten. But then this past week, they played Texas A and M, and they played just like Texas A and M does with their with their high-paced offense, and they beat Texas A and M fifty-four to thirty-nine. Um, it's interesting. I think that LSU is. It, the, 
it's a disappointing season for them, but I still think that they are a great team, and they and they're streaky. They've had a hard year, losing less miles, and now. Ogeron was just hired. I think LSU will win this game because I think that Louisville doesn't have any defense. And LSU does have a defense. I don't know if they'll truly be able to shut down Lamar Jackson, but they've also got Leonard Fournette that can carry their offense and and uh, raise rise them above. Two words, Heisman hangover. That's exactly what Lamar Jackson is going to have. LSU might have, if not a top five defense, maybe the best defense in college football. If they had a quarterback, they would be a very, very, very good team. They would have probably half the losses. I don't know if they could have beat Alabama. Uh, they would have moved the ball a lot better on Alabama's defense. They only lost the game, as you said, 10 nothing. I think Leonard Fournette rushes for over 250 yards. He gets over 250? Over, it's just his last game. He's going to show out. I mean, I mean, the game, I, I realize, isn't, it isn't a home game for anyone. It's closer probably to LSU than it is to Louisville being played in Orlando. Uh, I can see Leonard Fournette having three-plus touchdowns, 250-plus yards. Uh, the quarterback play, again, has been abysmal for LSU. Lamar Jackson gets eight up in the backfield with that huge front line for LSU. LSU wins his ball game 28-3. I like it. So that's all we have this, I guess, 2016 year here for the J&B Weekly Wrap-Up. Uh, I have one more semester coming back after this, so it's going to be exciting. Jackson, you'll be along right here with me? I will. I'll be right here, coming back. We'll sign him to another contract here extension for a couple more months before I get my butt out of Ohio University. We want to thank everybody who was listening to us for this first semester. Ten-plus episodes coming to you. Again, the J&B Weekly Wrap-Up. Everyone, have a, have a happy holiday break. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy holiday. Happy New Year's, everybody. Uh, if you're staying up north, stay warm. If you're going down south or traveling with a team to go see a bowl game, hopefully your team does well. Uh, I'm going to sign off saying go Bobcats and go Buckeyes. Go Bobcats.